0: What our products does is we have just, you know, amazing ingredients. We're he- caring for the health of your skin while actually, you know, delivering those visible results. So the results are both instant and long-term. A lot of the instant benefit just comes from the fact that we are giving your skin what it needs, right? We're caring for it with the, the best ingredients for your skin, whether you have hyperpigmentation, your lines and wrinkles, sagging skin, whatever it is. <laughs> but then long-term, it is buildable, right? It's like, If you just keep using it, you're going to keep building it and you're going to be able to keep the results. And and I always say, like exercise, skincare is like exercise. If you stop using it, it stops working.
1: Welcome to the Glam and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Takara Suet, head of partnerships at Wavebreak. On this show, we talk with leaders of beauty, fashion, and lifestyle brands. We dive into their stories, lessons learned, and perspectives on how the industry is ever evolving. Subscribe and join us each week as we glam and grow. This episode is brought to you by Wavebreak. Most brands don't email right and it costs them. With ad costs getting more and more expensive, a world-class email and SMS program is essential. This is why Wavebreak exists. We're the premier email and SMS marketing agency that helps brands take their retention programs to the next level. If you want to learn more about partnering with us and how we can help, schedule a call with me today at wavebreak.co slash call. Joining me today on Glam & Grow is Vimla Black Gupta, CEO and co-founder of Ourself. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to chat with you. Before launching the brand, you have quite the resume working with a variety of different brands. So tell me a little bit about your background and, and what ultimately inspired you to start Ourself.
0: Yeah, thank you. Well, you know, I say I started my career as a child because I was a consumer, right? I didn't I wasn't didn't have the luxury of just getting every anything that I wanted, and I I grew up just sort of going to grocery, going to the drugstore, and just pouring down the aisles, looking at shampoos and soaps and mascara, and just loving the packaging and the way things smelled and and the what the words and truly, and I didn't know what that was, and I learned very much later in life that that was marketing, um, and that was packaged good. And before I knew it, that was sort of what my career was going to be. But I didn't realize that till much later. You know, after college, when I was, I was at, went to Duke University, I was the editor of the yearbook. And I say that was actually my first marketing job because Duke was the school, it was a highly photojournalistic school, but Duke was a school that had sports, academics, lots of fun in, you know, Durham, North Carolina, and it was about storytelling. And I got the the honor of telling the story for the school. Um, and again, I learned then that it was about sort of, you know, marketing and, um, you know, and I was hooked. Then I went on and I, um, I was trying to get into marketing. I was like, I'm going to be a brand manager after college. And everyone was like, yeah, no, you need to get some experience. And I couldn't get any experience in marketing. So I went on, I went into management consulting and, um, Got experience, went to business school, went to Kellogg, and right after Kellogg, I got my first break in marketing, which was working at Gillette, which was such an incredible experience. And I really say my experience at Gillette informed the rest of my career. Gillette was a really different company. Um, At the time, It was everyone thought of it as a really big company. It was super entrepreneurial. The way they recruited people, it was all about you had to be smart, but it was more about sort of how you saw the world and how you wanted to change things. And it was very much about sort of the performance, of course, but it was also the emotional connection. So that job being entrepreneurial, but with huge responsibility on, you know, creating these products that performed as well for your head as it did for your body, um, really informed everything about what I wanted to do in life. While I was at Gillette, I also started my own handbag company. Oh, wow. Um, I, it pains my kids to hear this. I when the <laughs> internet started, literally, I started a company when the internet started. It was called Bag Envy. I started it while I was at Gillette. I stored the bags under my desk at work. And I uh I was doing D 2 C, not realizing it. Um two months into launching, um, we had no marketing budget. My girl, my business partner was at Yahoo. We won the best website in the country world from InStyle magazine. Wow. They gave us two full and it was off to the races. Everyone thought we were a big company. So I started to get my learning in D2C while running a full-time job. And um, I'll never forget that experience because it was really hard. And it was really crazy that with you know just working from our intuition, we were able to capture the imagination of the press and consumers everywhere. Well, while I was at Gillette, I just worked on a ton of different categories, then went on to Procter & Gamble. Um, and then after that, I went into beauty at Estee Lauder, um, where I got to work on innovation. I worked on Bobby Brown, And then after that experience, and one thing I left out is while I was at Gillette, in addition to running a company, again I was not married and had kids. I uh, taught spinning five days a week at six a.m. What did you not do? (laughs) Exactly. Again, no kids, no husband. Spinning Um, handbags,
1: (laughs) razors.
0: (laughs) I was always into wellness, and I was like, oh, wellness is beauty, and beauty is wellness. And so after I was at Estee Lauder, I went on to become the CMO of Equinox. And so many people always ask why, and it's because I. The world had sort of come to this conclusion of wellness is beauty and beauty is wellness. And I just had this rare opportunity um, to really be a part of that brand and, you know, execute that vision as those two worlds came together. I have to ask you. Say your you say your
1: children hated that you started the handback line. That sounds so interesting.
0: What- <laughs> no, they just recoil when I'm like, "Oh, when the internet started, they're like, really?" Oh, okay, Here Got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I guess you saw the future, right? Or was that just like an like a sort of impulsive decision, or did you really have the the
0: foresight for what the internet would come? Well, it, it come? was interesting. You know, while I was at Gillette, I was always in innovation because Gillette's at the heart of what we do, and I spent my life going to. Walmart and CVS and like all of these, you know, channels and so you can imagine at that time the idea that there was a new channel that didn't exist in brick and mortar for many people they dismissed it because they're like oh, you know, that's never going to work. But for me I was like, "Oh my god, the possibility." Um, and so it just excited me just from the innovative standpoint. I don't know if I knew it was going to last forever, but man, I was like, I need to be a part of this because this is cool. And it was my opportunity with no risk to really just like, I don't know, no one's doing this. Like, I loved handbags. I liked differentiated handbags. And I was like, well, here's an opportunity for me to provide what I love um, to, to people all across the world. So it was a crazy time.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. Um just looking over at, at a high level, how how would you say you feel marketing has evolved and what were some of your your biggest you mentioned Gillette really had such an impact on your life, but what were your biggest takeaways that you still sort of use today?
0: You know, one of the look, why don't I start with what has remained the same? You know, when I was at Gillette, Gillette was a huge research company, right? Like we researched a lot, but research was not necessarily to dictate decisions, it was to inform them. And it was a lot about intuition. What I was such a love, what I would say is they really respected the consumer, right? They really respected the consumer, and and I would say that in a lot of ways, the best companies today still have that sensibility. Not that they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars of market research, but that they're listening to their consumer. However it is, whether you're a startup and you're doing surveys or you're bringing your consumers together to ask what it is that they want um, or what is it that you're not providing. I think that's the that's the thing that's just never changed, right? It's just it it just hasn't changed. I do think what has changed though is that, you know, consumers really have the opportunity to be their the your biggest disciples of your brand, right? On a bigger platform they could do before but they just had smaller platforms what's really changed is this opportunity to not only leverage the consumers for sort of understanding what it is about your brand that's resonating not resonating but now this idea that i look at every consumer as a marketing potential right whether they're a retailer that we work with their consumers whether they're consumers using your product or consumers not using your product or not aware i just really look at that as an opportunity because all of these people have a platform um, and we can leverage them. And to me, that is what's, that's really what's changed the most.
1: So your last position, like you mentioned, was at Equinox, which must've been super interesting. So I'm curious, when was the moment you were like, did you always w- want to go into this space? And when was the moment you, you decided to launch the brand?
0: So, um, after I left, left Equinox, I was trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do. I, um, was certainly, I really just, I wanted to get back to innovation. It was just something that I've always loved. I've, I've worked on existing products. I've created brand new brands. I've worked on products with really big innovation, but I just, that technical innovation, just something that I always loved. And I knew that I didn't want to go back to beauty because I didn't think innovation existed in beauty, quite frankly. I know too much about how products are made. And you know, <laughs> um, I just was like, it doesn't exist. So I was like, beauty, there's no way. And Um, When this opportunity came and I met my founders, Scott and Lauren, who just have a track record of literally creating the impossible and really mining very deep consumer insights to deliver a better experience that's only had through innovation and science that's proprietary, they had me at just their background. But then when I learned about what they were creating, this idea that we can create an at-home alternative. Um, to lasers and needles to actually address visible aging. I'm older. I'd sort of hit that point in my life. I knew that I um, never wanted to do Botox or fillers, not that I have any judgment; it's just not my jam. And um, the fact that there was potential for a technology that could change that, that that was literally uh, just resonated with me so well. And then given their backgrounds, knowing that if they make it, they will come, And then I knew that they could make it. Um, It just was an opportunity and also just this opportunity to meet them at that time when it was just a technology, but it able to take that technology, make it into products, make it into a brand, create a platform, commercialize the business um, and then be a co-founder and all of that. It was just quite it was a dream come true.
1: Yeah, that sounds incredible. Um, I definitely want to dive into the technicality of the the product and the innovation. But talk to me about how your your methodology in in launching a new brand and a new category. Um, I feel like this could also be a very like sensitive topic for a lot of people. That you know we that we've explored all of these things because there really wasn't any other option. So I'm curious, um, what white space you you saw, and did you really think you know did you think you'd convert as many people as you have?
0: Yeah, I mean, the white space is clear and this is public information. Everyone knows like what was happening is, you know, Botox and injectables used to be this sort of taboo thing that some people did. No one really talked about it not brag about it. And then all of a sudden, the awareness of both became quite big and the and and there was acceptability in doing it. Not only was there acceptability with Instagram and digital that actually became a platform to people to brag about what they do, um, you know, and also start to teach people what they could do. Um, and, and also just like, it was like a demystification of it and also just a, an openness to it's okay. Right. Less of a stigma. If you look at the raw numbers, um, uh, you know, it's a, the non-surgical, um, market is a $10 billion category. It's growing at a 12% clip year on year. And that's wow. driven by neurotoxins and filler. like I get this is public information. I mean, these it's huge. So there was no, I knew it was happening just because I could see it. But then when you really look at it from a business opportunity, it was super, super clear. Um, but the reality is, is that a lot of people similar to me are not participating in it, despite being aware, they're really on the fence because they're like, gosh, you know, I'm scared, right? It's really, it's expensive, right? I'm scared of needles. I don't have time to like go to the doctor's office every three to six months to, you know, and for me, the biggest insight and, and the one that we really mind, and it's the basis of our brand is that Along the way, when you're dealing with visible aging and you want to look like a better version of yourself, when you go to these injectables, oftentimes you go there, you're like, okay, I'm just going to look better. But nine times out of 10, a lot of people just come out just looking like someone else. Um, And that's just- That that is quite the statement. It's so true. Right. And it's just further separate. And I get chills every time I say that because- I just think, I have a daughter, I have an eight year old daughter. And I think like, I don't want her to look in the mirror and say, gotta be more beautiful. I just have to look like X person. It's like, no, you do you. Like, and I'm all about like, be the best version of you. Um, And so that's just really important to me. And so along the way, I, you know, me like many, many consumers have concerns about that. Um, And so whether you've used it or not used it, it's a concern. And so we had this unique opportunity to create a brand it's a brand based on high science, massive technology, but more than that, it's based on a really deep consumer insight. And a—I almost say we've like the social imperative to say you can look like the person you love the most, right? Um, and to be able to really make that a reality, um, it was just a, it's a dream come true. And when you ask about how do you think about creating a brand around that? Well, in a lot of ways, if I go back to sort of the way when I was a proctor and you look at sort of... How you when I was at Gillette or Procter at Estee Lauder, when we looked at big opportunities, right? It's about assessing the market. How big is it? Do you have a competitive advantage? Do you have a differentiated technology? Um, but more important than that, do you have an insight that you can mine um, that really brings the brand to life? Um, and because when those two things are not connected, it won't connect for the consumer. So that was really our strategy, right? It was a clear marketplace. We knew we had a technology that worked. All we needed was a brand. And for me, a brand really just comes from getting the best consumer insight and figuring out how you deliver against it, which yeah. is what led the name. Ourself is a call to action to look like yourself because when did that stop being okay? Wow.
1: Um, I also think another another really interesting thought that just off the top of my head that I had is like, I think a lot of us also wonder, or we pretend that we don't wonder like what some of the long-term repercussions are, because this is something that's sort of relatively like new the last, I would say, even the last decade for it to be so mainstream. I mean, I feel like women are not getting Botox when they're, you know, 24, 25. So it's like, what are the long-term repercussions over decades? So I'm just curious what your your thoughts are on that.
0: You know, and we don't know. Like, I think the scarier thing to me is we don't know. I think one of the things that, you know, you know, you know, from the science side, yeah, all that stuff scares me, right? You know, I just don't like to put... You know toxins in my body. That's me. That's just me. I just to me there's too much to risk. Aside from the aesthetics of it, it's just too much to risk from a health standpoint. But um, I think for me, what's most interesting is the psychological ramifications for yourself um, of not of starting to get used to a different version of yourself. Right? That that is. And and again, no judgment, but I think there is this, like, for me, if I'm like, oh, my God, everyone thinks I'm more beautiful because I just don't look like myself anymore. Like, for me, I, I worry about the psychological implications of that. Not to mention, you know, I, I one of the studies I read that was so interesting about around Botox, like overusers of Botox, is that they literally, you know, obviously, we we always say it's like, you know, it's about, you know, you want to express yourself, right? You know, freezing time, not your face. And there's been all these studies around sort of mothers with babies and the b- their ability to not emote or show expression. Oh, wow. Actually, they've shown sort of like a psychological distance from their child because their child's like, oh my God, do you love me? Like, are you happy? Was that cute? Like, you know, I giggled. Are, are you smiling? And so just this idea of like not being able to sort of fully express yourself, for me, that would worry me more um, because I... Um, I, I just think you know. There's everything in a smile, right? And there's everything in that that expression in your eyes, and and the way you animate it to me is the way you connect with people. So I'm more I'm I'm more focused personally on sort of the the implications of that.
1: Yeah, that is such an interesting point. And again, I do I I want to stress like no judgment in in any capacity. Everyone needs to do what they want to do, but. Definitely a really, really interesting topic. Um, let's dive in deeper into the technology. Tell me about the Intide. Tell me more about the really the the basis of the brand for anyone listening who's not familiar. How does this technology work exactly? This episode of Glam and Grow is sponsored by AdNabu, the only app you need for advertising your Shopify store. If you're looking for affordable ways to reach new customers, AdNaboo could be the solution you're looking for. AdNaboo offers the convenience of managing shopping ads across various online platforms like Google shopping, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and more with a single app. What sets AdNaboo apart? It's innovative AI technology. It optimizes your product listings to generate more sales for your store. Powered by the same language models fueling chat GPT, its AI tech generates the best strategy for each marketplace in real time, saving merchants the hassle of hiring experts and giving them more time to focus on growing their businesses. As a listener of Glam and Grow, you can enjoy an exclusive offer, Adnabu offers a 20% discount on all their paid plans with the code Glam and Grow 20. To learn more about how Adnabu can work for your brand and to learn more about this exclusive offer, visit www.adnabu.com slash Glam and Now back to this episode.
0: Yeah. So basically, um, what we are able to do is we are, you know, from our background, right? Of, uh, you know, my my co-founders come from, you know, that biotech background. And the biotech background is really about understanding sort of, you know, what what's the target? Like what are we trying to solve for and what's the underlying cause of what's causing it? And it that is such a different approach than sort of normal, you know, skincare approaches, right? It's really about just figuring out, okay, where are we trying to get to? What's the underlying cause? And how do we treat that? And then coming from their background, right, of, you know, drug manufacturing, biotech, you know, very, you know, different field, but it's using sort of the same um, discipline. They're, they're not scared to then, okay, then I'm going to create the ingredients, right? I'm going to design these peptides, or I'm going to figure out a way to construct these ingredients and put them in a way that's going to get to the target, that's going to basically solve the underlying cause. So that's the first thing, right? It's like our ability to use that discipline of understanding the underlying cause and then designing peptides, ingredients around addressing it. But those would go nowhere fast if they didn't have a delivery system to get them to go that. And that's also sort of the background in sort of biotech background is understanding delivery vehicles and how you get it to the target. So we have got um, a um, are these multiphasic vesicles that are able to encapsulate HA peptides that we've designed and basically are able to encapsulate them so that they can go down to the target where it exists in the skin. Um, so whether it's filling or it's going after hyperpigmentation, wherever the depth of the problem is, we have a patented technology that's able to encapsulate these um, these peptides, these molecules, and get them to where they need to go. Like a great example of that is you know, we design our own peptides. We're also able to take HA, which is a large macromolecule, we can take th- those macromolecules, we can encapsulate them. And there's tons of products with H a, right? but they're big macromolecules. They're sitting on top of your face, which is great for moisture when but when you're looking for very, very profound hydration and really that sort of lifting effect, right? You know you want to get that buoyancy back into your skin. When it's just residing on the top of your skin, you're just getting, you know, very, very surface moisture. But we're able to um, take large HA and we're able to encapsulate it and take it down to the depths of the skin where it needs to go, right? To help you replenish your own natural HA, encourage the production of it. And what you're getting is just this nice deep hydration that is actually filling out your skin, um, where it needs it, right. It's not a spray and pray. It's like, it's able to find where you have depletion and then to be able to fill it. Um, and that's really, you know, that's our, our differentiating. And it's, it's when I, when I listen to myself, I'm like, well, that's quite simple. It's quite obvious, but the reality is it's a completely different approach. Um, and then to be able to have the technology to do it, um, is, is also our big competitive advantage.
1: It's interesting that you say it's simple because like just in, in listening to you, it, it doesn't sound simple. It actually sounds like quite complex and from the technological standpoint, but having such an incredible, innovative um, technology, how do you communicate this, especially to like an average customer who's newly exploring this? Like, and then how long does it take to see results? Yeah,
0: it's a it's a great, right? Um, um It's a great, it's one of our great challenges, right? Is how do we... Make people understand what would they do. Number one, so it's not scary, but more importantly, that they know it works. And why am I paying? Why am what am I paying for? Right? And how is that different from um, the competition? Um, and what we say to the consumers is basically first and foremost, it's like it's benefit led, right? It's visible results. Right, and that at the end of the day is what people care about. And what we do for that is, a, we promise visible results. We do clinicals on every single product that we create and launch. Um, it goes through very, very serious clinicals, and we do that for a reason. It's self-serving, right? We know we want to put this money into this product. We know we need to know that it works. But second of all, this is our promise to the consumer: is to say, listen, we want to show you the results so that you believe it, and we show it on real people with real issues. No, you know, nothing's doctored up. It's super professionally done. We have top clinicians in the world, you know, doing these studies with us. And we are able to then deliver these before and afters where people are like, oh my God, right? Like literally, oh my God, if that's what this product, this is what I always hear from people, like, if that's what this product does, then I'm buying it. And so, um, so that's, first of all, it's visible results we want to show it, like we really showed them the proof. But then, to your point about timing, it's also about like what are you going to get instantly? What are you going to get long term? One of the things I, one of the many things I love about our brand is at the end of the day, we work like skincare, right? You know, we have many many advantages over injectables in that for, with injectables, what they're able to do is they go to the issue, right? and they solve it, right? If you have a wrinkle, it's like paralyzing the nerve. So you don't have the wrinkle anymore. If you need filling, it's like filling up your face, you know, indiscriminately with HA. But while it's doing that, it's it's dealing with the cause, but it's actually not dealing with this, the this health of your skin. So on top of doing all these things, you have to also use skincare. What our products does is we have just you know amazing ingredients. We're he- caring for the health of your skin while actually you know delivering those visible results. So the results are both instant and long-term. A lot of the instant benefit just comes from the fact that we are giving your skin what it needs, right? We're caring for it with the, the best ingredients for your skin, whether you have hyperpigmentation, your lines and wrinkles, sagging skin, whatever it is. <laughs> but then long-term, it is buildable, right? It's like, if you just keep using it, you're going to keep building it and you're going to be able to keep the results. And, and I always say, like exercise, skincare is like exercise. If you stop using it, it stops working. Um, and everyone's like, oh, is there a half-life? You know, yes, after you built up enough um, in your skin, like you said, it'll last several days. But the reality is, is we've created an at-home alternative that with continued usage it will obviate the need for you to need to go to something more invasively because you can actually get the results. And what's better, I think, is that it's at home, so it's convenient, but it's controllable. Like you are controlling the results, and and the, that control is about really enabling this idea of seeing the best version of yourself.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. Even even for myself, I don't want to be a, a hypocrite, for for a lack of a better word, and be like, oh, I've never explored anything, but like. For example, for me, I I I get disporter Botox in my 11s. And then every doctor is like, oh, well, you need to do more. And I'm like, I, I don't want to. And like, they kind of get upset sometimes. And I'm like, no, like, that's what I want. I'm like, I wish I could do this at home by myself, you know, not, not with anyone else's influence. So it's a very like personal thing, how people, like you said, like see themselves and how you want to age as, you know, gracefully, whatever that looks like is possible. So very, very interesting um, topic.
0: It's great. I'm glad you brought that up. So our lip filler is a great example, right? That was my next question. (laughs) Yeah. So lip filler, I mean, it's a great example and, you know, we are continuing to explore, you know, we're going into medispas because what we're learning is that, you know, and we, but by the way, we have so many people who use our products that are using fillers and injections as well, but they're looking at a way to A, extend it, or enhance the experience, or maybe they're taking a break or, you know, or maybe they're trying to to go for a different look. But the lip filler is a great example, right? What I learned, I've learned a lot about, I've never done an, a lip injection. It um, seems so learned, scary. <laughs> right. I mean, it would scare the bejesus out of me. Um, and, but it's interesting what we, we've heard from consumers and from doctors is that, you know, a lot of people, when they get lip, a lip injection, what they love is that, that initial sort of, it's almost a swelling that you get when you get injected. And what happens is that like, you know, you get injected two weeks later, you're like, you missed the swelling. And then you're like, oh my God, I want the swelling back. So you'll go back to your doctor and you'll say, inject me again. And this happens. Two weeks later? I'm oh, surprised I mean, you're, that's you're, safe. You'll, but... you'll, it's not. And so a good doctor will say, hold on. You know, you don't need this. You know, it's you. You know, it, just get used to sort of this look. But if someone is really just anchoring for that, you know, that look again, that, you know, like our lip filler is a great thing for them to sell to them is to say, listen, I, I know you want it. You know, instead of getting another injection use this lip filler, right? It'll give you that pump that you like. It'll also give you like that deep HA down, hyaluronic acid down into your lips. So it's a great way to use our products with those injections. So I think that's super helpful for the doctors, like the good doctors who, <laughs> you know, who are responsible, right? And want should want to maintain you looking the way that you want to look, but without overdoing it.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like for some, like some doctors or injectors, like, I feel like you don't really have a voice. It's sort of very, like, I'm going to tell you how you'll look the best. And I'm like, but that might be different. So I, it's, 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 you kind of feel like, oh my gosh, am I wrong? You know? And I'm like, no, I'm not. But thank you for, you know, your opinion, I guess. But, um, so talking, I was going to ask about the lip filler. It actually was the 2022 winner of Elle's future beauty award,
0: which is incredible. Would you say that's your, your hero product? It absolutely is. I would say our hero, our hero technology is our HA, right? All of our HA products, hyaluronic acid, right? And it's um, uh, our first debut was with the lip filler that launched in February, 2022. And it was a runway success. I mean, we sold out of a year's worth of inventory in two months. Oh my gosh. Uh, We've recovered, right? We've now, (laughs) we've we've upped our production and now we were like, oh my God, if, if we make it, they literally will come. Um, and so it's just been a huge success for for several reasons. You know, number one, it is um, what we're learning is lip is the new face, right? Everyone is starting to see it. Lip now is an extension of the skin, right? And so this idea that I should care, I could by caring for my lips, they could actually look better. And by the way, I could also address the aging in my lips, whether they're thinning or they're wrinkled, or it's a look like I'm going out, I'm going out Saturday night, I want to start filling my lips now. For a look, I want that pouty look. How long does it take to see? So with the lip filler, you'll get in. in what's one great a great thing about it is that instantly when you use it, it has a vasodilator in it, which basically um, precipitates a lot of blood flow. So you'll get like a pumped up look and you'll get just a really nice um, like color of your natural lips. Um, and then over time, some people will see it within like 10 minutes. They start to see, you know, just that pumped up look. And then as you continue to use it, we say there's a jumpstart period. What we like for people to do is for best results is for the first three to five days that you have it morning and night, just put on three swipes, right? And what that you're starting to do is you're starting to build a base of hyaluronic acid in your lips so that after those days, as you then just keep applying it once, twice a day, you're just building on that. And so you could just really keep this like beautiful pout um, and- I love to, I mean, I use it every single day. Cause I'm like, why not? Like, like for me, it's like, yeah. white. like if I could just be always whitening, <laughs> my favorite thing to do is I always tell my team is I love to run on the West side highway with my cross white strips after I've just put on lip filler. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm doing three things. Yeah. That's great. Multitasking. I am majorly multitasking. So yeah,
1: that's awesome. Um, and then I have to ask, is there any sort of like Tingling sensation, or what can affect
0: it? You'll to feel, feel it like? tingling. It's you know, I always say it like it hurts so good. I mean, it does not hurt, but you <laughs> feel like a tingling sensation, almost some peppermint in it. So it tastes really nice, and that peppermint always also gives you just a little bit of that tingling sensation. But it'll subside after you use it. It's not painful at all, but you will. What we have heard from consumers, what they like about it is that they're like, "I can feel it working." Um, which you can, there's the, you'll feel it's kind of crazy when we have a, we love to get a group of people together, you know, whether we're doing, um, a, you know, a, a luncheon or a, like a facial, a group facial people have so much fun. Cause they're like putting it on, they're like, ah! you know, it's, yeah, it's really fun.
1: I know. I think people like to feel something. So they do genuinely feel like it's working. I think that's, that's a great point. Um, you mentioned running out of inventory. I mean, you've grown rapidly in, in such a short time period. I'm curious how you've adjusted for that, how your forecasting. Was yeah. that shocking, I would imagine?
0: Yeah. Um, it was quite shocking, but also it just was amazing, right? We were like, oh my God, we really got a handle on like, you know, we had, you know, a lot of this, you know, when you're launching a brand new brand, it's really scary. Yes. We know the category, like uh, going back to the beginning of this, we knew it was a big category. There was a ton of lip fillers in the market. We knew that ours was superior Um, And we were charging a premium for it, right? Like we're the most expensive lip filler on the market right now, but it was for a reason, right? It's we're pricing to the technology and we knew we were gonna be able to deliver results. Now we've got a handle on it. We really understand what our potential is. And, you know, now that we're also expanding into retail, we've just got a bigger universe. Um, and uh, we feel very, very good our, about our ability to now forecast and, and you know, supply to consumers. Not to mention we've got new consumers and now we have a better handle on like the repeat, which is very, very high. Um, you know, we're seeing people and because you get addicted to the results. And that's also part of the. Our design is to make sure that you're creating a repeatable business because people are addicted to the results they see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned expansion into retail. Can you highlight any retailers that maybe people will be able to find you in or or how you're preparing?
0: Absolutely. It's been really exciting. I mean, a shout out to Violet Gray. They were our first retailer. I mean, they've been such great partners because they're so great at identifying innovation early on. Um, So we partnered with them with the launch of our lip filler. We then went into our other amazing partner, Blue Mercury. Blue Mercury has just been so great at telling the story of our brand at the neighborhood level. There are so many people who come into our brand, whether you're a new mom faced with hyperpigmentation and sagging skin, you're like, what do I do? Or you're a younger consumer coming in because you're like, oh, I want that cool new lip look. Or you're an older consumer who's like experiencing aging in their lips and they want to have a conversation about it. So Blue Mercury has been a great partner there. We also recently launched Nordstrom, which has also been a great partner at being able to tell, you know, that science story in a very, very uh, compelling way and in an environment where consumers are comfortable. Um, and then we're also in Everbody. Um, Everbody, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a new modern spa that's in New York and as yes. well as yeah. the Miami um, and they've just been a great partner because they're very similar to us in positioning and they're like, we want you to look like you. And it's about hyper transparency. And so they're so great at, you know, telling consumers what their alternatives are, what products they can use with the treatments that they're doing. Um, and they've just been so like minded in terms of sort of how we look at consumers. Right. Individual. We don't think everyone should look the same. Um, and we really want to celebrate the look that you that you want to have.
1: If you listen to this podcast, you'd likely know that Shopify is the go-to e-commerce platform, helping millions sell to billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing in person at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. <coughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. With Shopify POS, you can take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. The best part? With Shopify POS, effortlessly unite your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Plus Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash glam, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash glam to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash G-L-A-M. Now back to this episode. I want to call out something I find really interesting. You actually offer virtual consultations with estheticians, I believe. I, have, I, To be honest, I don't think I've ever seen this anywhere else. So I'm curious how effective that's been for you and and how you know comfortable it makes the consumer feel in having a
0: more personalized experience. I love that you brought that up. I tell everyone I know, I mean, it is like the best kept secret. We try to tell people about it and everyone does, people who use it convert. I mean the, the experience, I always say it is literally beauty therapy because (laughs) I literally like, (laughs) like, I mean, our estheticians are just so, they're so lovely, so lovely, so knowledgeable, explain everything to you and tell you about what you might be doing that exacerbates your current. Like, so I'll tell you for an example, when I first had my consultation, I suffer from very acute melasma. I, I mean, our, the other side of our, our hyperpigmentation range is Unbelievable. It is single-handedly kept me out of the dermatologist chair, which I was going to monthly to treat this. Um, but one of the things, you know, hyperpigmentation is a cycle of inflammation. And so there's aggressors everywhere, right? Whether you're um, you know, you're in the sun or you're driving and you've got a, you know, you've got the sun beaming in, you know, on your driver's side of the car. Like it's just um it can happen anywhere. And one of the things she told me was well, when you take a, do you take a really hot shower and put your face in the hot water, I was like, yes. Oh gosh, <laughs> like, it's like scalding. So you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. She was like, that's okay. an aggressor. And so you just learn things like that. And that's number one. Number two is she teaches you how to use the products. Um, and that's super helpful. And she'll give you all the time in the world to just really teach you. Um, and then also tell you how you integrate it with the rest of your regimen. So I'm so glad you brought that up because it really is a perk that we have.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it's an incredible offering and I'm, I'm surprised more brands haven't thought of it, but, um, let's talk about marketing. What has been most effective for you? Um, I'm
0: curious which channel
1: is, is working best
0: for you. Yeah. So when, I mean, we launched, I mean, we really did leverage Instagram, um, heavily, right. Our consumer was there. It was a great platform to, um, really show these before and afters and tell our narrative. Um, And whether it's the narrative coming from the brand or from UGC or from, you know, influencers that we worked with that also had results, it just was a great platform and continues to be so. Absolutely. But the other channels that we're finding, we're also finding our voice, like email has been a great opportunity for us, right? Like we were able to amass a list of amazing consumers early, early on, and we've kept that dialogue with them um, and using that as a platform to tell them about new products, but also to encourage them to become loyal consumers. Because with loyalty, you know, there's a lot of privileges that happen and, um, you know, you just get to experience more of the brand. And I would say right now, the other piece of marketing that's really working well for us are just sort of like when we connect with our consumers in real life right we um you know whether we're we just went to dallas recently where we met a bunch of our current and potential new consumers you know and we brought them in to have a facial you know with our estheticians and again that was a great great opportunity for us to tell our narrative but to actually experience the product um and so increasingly like meeting our consumers where they are um and being able to tell them our narrative in in person I'd say that's been one of the most powerful marketing uh, tools that we've used today.
1: Um, are you finding in in this uh, quest to build your community, do you find these in-person um, events are really most effective in in doing so?
0: A hundred percent. I mean, I'll, I'll tell the story. It just happened this week. It's a real story. We were um, with this event we had in Dallas. There was a, a woman who came who was so, you know, excited about the brand has been using the product, and is actually getting results. And I got a call from her this week. She's like, I'm in New York. It would just please me to no end if I could visit you at your office. And, you know, I brought, yeah, I was like, of course. And it was just so fun for her to come in, experience the brand like at our headquarters and, and just the ability to do that. Um, it's just those connections matter very deeply for us um and we want i want a million one-on-one connections because i so believe in what we're doing i know that we're going to be able to deliver results and i know that it's, it's a scary skincare world out there um and to be able to be assuaged because you now have you're armed with the knowledge and with someone who actually cares about you um i think that's that that's going to make all the difference in the world for our brand but you know for consumers to have the the best skincare experience yeah that's so nice that you you brought her in that's awesome um, I wanted to to talk about
1: this a little bit earlier, but let's go back to it. Talk to me about in the, I guess the development process, I wouldn't imagine it changed much. Talk to me about your thought process on branding and design. The design, the aesthetic's incredible. So how how did you approach design?
0: I'll give a shout out. We partnered with Red Antler. Um, they oh, were an okay. amazing partner. Um, yeah. Hi, Emily. Um, she just was just Emily. I was like, listen, I I I need. I need to create something that doesn't exist, right? We are trying to fuse this super, super high technology with an incredibly empathic brand, right? And that's really hard, right? And what I have found in my history of marketing is, you know, pulling together things that are so opposite. um, That's actually when you actually get the, you know, when you've got these opposing forces and you're trying to bring them together. That's actually where the creativity comes out. And so what we were was we approached the brand, you know, the the name is, I didn't want it to be the name of a molecule. I didn't want it to be the name of a peptide. I didn't want it to be some random letter and number combination. We wanted something that said that was a call to action and that was the benefit. And I think the true benefit is that you can be yourself, right? And so calling the brand ourself, it is a call to action. It also ended up being this double um, double meaning that speaks to the at-home nature of what we do because you do it yourself. Um, and so it just, as you know, what I always have said in my history of, of marketing is when you get a brand name and it just has a gajillion tentacles as a launch pad, like you think of all the things you could do, that's when you know, right? You know, if you have a well to dip into to express that brand in different ways. but what we knew was with a brand like that was so empathic and with such high technology, we need to make sure on the other end of it that we are actually conveying that technology and that consumers feel that they've got something that's super innovative, right? You know, that's why that sort of beautiful metalized color we use in everything that we do, it took a long time to get to that metalized color because um, it wasn't about being flashy, but it was about being technical um, and to, to sort of be able to convey that but it, to be able to, to sit with that really empathic, beautiful font that we have in our brand. And that font is picked, A, for its aesthetics, but it's about the way it needs. It's about elegance, right? And beauty. And so to bring those together. And so I listen to myself say that it's like, of course we did that. But it took a while, right? You I know, bet, it, yeah. a while to, to say, oh, my God, that's right. And then in addition to the color, that, that sort of eggshell color that we use for the font was very, very purposeful, right? You know, eggshell. We didn't want it to be this clinical white, right? Eggshell is just eggshell, right? It's creamy, it's beautiful, um, and um, it is also elegant, but it's also clean, and um, and feels a bit natural, um, and um, so all of those things, which which is such a far, fun part of marketing and creating a brand. But at the time, was super stressful because when you have to commit, you're like, is this the right one? Are people gonna like it? And- I was
1: gonna say actually, because it is super clean. Like, did you just know
0: immediately in your gut that's it, or or did you have, did, it, there were there a few was, options? For me, it was my number one. There were definitely, you know, two and three, options two and three. But I did, um, for me, a lot of it was just like my, my gut reaction of it. It's like, that feels, like I see our, I see my brand. Yeah. Um, I used to wear, when I was at Gillette, I worked with this amazing woman, Marianne Page, who, uh, on the Venus brand. And she would always say, when we were working on Venus, she would always say, I don't, She if she said, I don't see my brand, you were like, but you're like, when you're like, I see my brand. And when, when you're saying that it's like, I can, I can see it. I'm committing to it. And I can see the places we can go with it.
1: I love that. Um, talk to me over the course of, of really, I guess the last year, what has been the biggest challenge for you or, or for the brand? And is there anything you would go back and do
0: differently? You know, ch- you know, I would say strategy is tough because strategy is about making choices, right? And we have so many options ahead of us. So many places we can go. You know, products that we can make, where where we can sell the brand, how we can talk to the brand. You know, all these different things. And um, I think the challenge is um, is committing. Is like figuring out what you're going. What are those few things that you're going to commit to that you're going to do well? And what are other things that you say yes, they're important, and yes, they grow the brand. But like right now, I'm going to focus on this. Um, I would say that's the hardest thing, right? Especially when you're a brand like ours that is in super high growth mode, um, and you've actually hit the other thing that is a challenge is I feel like we are racing against time. Like this is what consumers want right now, right? And we want to make sure that everyone can get it, who wants it and needs it. Um, and we want to make sure that we're constantly delivering against that experience. So I'd say, you know, choice, you know making the right choices. Um, and and being judicious about those choices. And then also just the race against time are the most challenging things.
1: How has it been scaling the team and, and what was your most important hire?
0: Um, I'd say every hire has been, uh, you know, it's really hard. Every, you know, when you're a small team and you're a brand new brand, like we're all rowing, everyone's rowing the boat. So if someone is not rowing, they are sorely missed, right? And so everyone has been critically important. Um, I would say my co-founders have been the most critical because this isn't their first rodeo. Um, They get it. They understand hard times. They also understand how to be very measured in good times. Like don't get too excited. Like, you know, it really is about staying even, you know, you know, scaling the team. One of the challenges of scaling the team is you want to scale it with the right team. Right. And the right team, you could have the most talented person, but if they're not going to, you know, jive with the culture and, you know, that's, that's a challenge. And we have a very particular culture, right? Like we are, we, we, we are fearless in terms of what we think we can accomplish, but we are very by the book in terms of the science, very by the book. Um, And we are, we are so, so honest with the consumer. Um, It'd be fun to say, want to say all these things, but we're just really responsible in what we do. And I tremendous respect for my team for doing that, but it can be challenging if you're super creative and just want to like go nuts, you know, there are guardrails. And so we're, we're, it's, we, we're trying, we try to find those people who is excited and like want to run like hell to get, make this happen, but also understand, um, you know, how to be responsible and doing it is is super important.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. I'm um, talking about this responsibility and, and biotechnology, where, where do you see it going in the future?
0: You know, I I hope it just continues to explode, and what my what I hope it doesn't do is I don't want biotech I don't want it to be a buzzword, and um, a lot of people say it don't even know what it is and um, and use it for marketing. We don't use it for marketing. It is our story. It is our background that we come from, and the reason why we talk to it is not because it's the new cool science for us it's an approach right it is a very differentiated approach of looking at someone's skin and trying to figure out how do you deliver the best for them for them to get those results and so um i hope there are many other people who come in and who can just keep upping the game in it um and i hope we are always beating them because i do believe <laughs> that we have the most talented team to do it but i think for the consumer you know i think if there's more sort of truthful brands coming out Really delivering against science that delivers not science for marketing sake, but science for performance sake sake. Um, i'm and that's what I'm hopeful for.
1: Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? i'm I'm curious. You know,
0: there's just so, I mean, I think what frustrates me is um there are a lot of brands out there that are just really good marketers without one billionth of the science and the integrity to do so, right? And that's and that's hard. And that's just the reality. Um, And they can be very loud and very wrong. And that's really unfortunate for consumers, right? Who are spending their good money, believing it to be true, going out of their way to purchase this product, spending the time to experience it, waiting for the results, and then it not happen. I just, uh, you know, that's just so unfortunate. It's unfortunate for me when that goes for me, like when I experience that as a consumer, but I just, I don't like consumers to be duped. Um, And I think that's what's the most frustrating for me because I know what we do um, and I know that we're going to deliver. So I just, I just, I just, I hope for more brands that want to, you know, speak the truth about what they can deliver.
1: Yeah. And I think especially in the last several years, consumers have gotten so much smarter, especially having so many more options. They they are
0: so savvy. They're not
1: going to deliver
0: eventually you know, it's going to, to catch up to you, so to speak. So yeah, I love to say consumers have a PhD in skincare legitimately.
1: <laughs> I mean, we, we kind of do, right. Cause like we're open to testing everything and you know, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, what advice uh, looking back on your, your career and, and even the last year,
0: would you give your younger self? Stay true to yourself, right? Like there's an intuition in you of what you like, what interests you. I remember being embarrassed honestly, that was like, I want a job where I can make products that sit on a drugstore shelf. I didn't know that was a job. I didn't know. I didn't know that was a profession. I legitimately didn't know. I grew up thinking that I needed to be a doctor or I grew up in DC. I was like, I can be a doctor, a lawyer, politician. I thought those were my options. I wasn't going to be good at any of those. And so for a very, very long time, I was lost. When I went to college, I was lost. Right, I I loved academics, but I didn't know what I wanted to be. I was, I was like, you know, and maybe I just, you know, I love taking pictures and went to photojournalism and I did the yearbook, you know, coming back to the beginning of this, and but I didn't know what that was, right? Um, and so everyone's like, oh, you should just be a documentary a photographer and shoot for a newspaper. I was like, but that's not what I want to do. And so really just chipping away at that and understanding that intuition and just surrounding yourself with people just ask a million questions about what people do. Uh, honestly, like be curious and be curious about yourself as well um, is, is just super important. Don't let anyone pigeonhole you into what they think you should be. Cause you actually know what you like and say, do what you like. I love that. You just brought that
1: perfectly full circle. <laughs> um, that was brilliant. Um, for my, my final question, what's next uh, for yourself and for ourselves?
0: What's next for myself is just continue to enjoy this privilege that I have to lead this brand with my incredible co-founders and my fabulous team. Um, and we're both in New York City as well as in Carlsbad. We have a 8,000 8, square foot manufacturing facility in Carlsbad where all of our science, our product development, our manufacturing happens. It's just an extraordinary team there. An extraordinary team in New York City. And what's next for me is to hopefully continue to lead this team, you know, to greatness um, and greatness first and foremost for the consumer. Um, and I just, I hope we can continue to make a contribution to the world of, you know, of aesthetics and 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 dermatology and skincare. Um, and then for ourselves, just buckle up because we are about to make the at-home experience even better. Um, I really do think it's, it's, it is, it is a similar to when the internet launched, like this idea of just really being able to get visible results at home. This is the new frontier and we are resolute on delivering against it.
1: Well, I am so excited to see what you come out with for anyone listening who wants to find out more information on yourself and ourselves, Where can I direct them?
0: Um, You can follow us on Instagram at skin. Um, and on the website at www.ourself.com. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe to all future episodes. For show notes and resources mentioned, go to glamandgrow.co. This show was produced by Wavebreak. If you're an e-commerce marketing leader who wants to take your email and CRM program to the next level, schedule a call with me today at wavebreak.co. Thanks so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Wavebreak. Most brands don't email right and it costs them. With ad costs getting more and more expensive, a world-class email and SMS program is essential. This is why Wavebreak exists. We're the premier email and SMS marketing agency that helps brands take their retention programs to the next level. If you want to learn more about partnering with us and how we can help, schedule a call with me today at wavebreak.co slash call.